Nick, what's your smooth jazz voice? Can you open oh. this with a smooth jazz, Ooh, Nick? Oh, yeah. Welcome to another episode of Let's Rewatch, the show where we watch movies we loved in our youth and see if they're actually still any good. I'm Nick. I'm Brett. I am Sam. <laughs> and I am Ash. Are you trying to do this mythical that smooth jazz so thing you're talking about? Fucking that, smooth jazz. Come on. That was on. very smooth jazz. I believe you. Yeah. I just. I, I can't do it because I've never heard the thing you're talking about. I can't do it because I'm a robot. I don't do it. No cultural <laughs> reference. I don't know. I've Welcome never heard back this thing. to our smooth jazz movie remix. Is this? It sounds like you're doing NPR voice. Is that the it's same pretty thing? Much, yeah, it's pretty much NPR okay. voice. But it's a little more sultry. We're back yeah. again. It's Wednesday evening. The sun is going down. People are driving home and you, listener, are listening to Let's Rewatch. Yeah. Nailed it. See, okay, that's because I put can, the smooth jazz station in, in the car. You can start the <laughs> uh, the episode with that. You put the smooth jazz in, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> so this time we've decided we're not going to do a movie. We're going to do a TV episode from the hit show It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> the episode called uh, The Gang Adopts an Adorable Orphan. <laughs> Starring Danny DeVito. <laughs> the, the gang adopts Matilda. Wait, no. What's the little French girl? What's her name? Uh, Madeline. Madeline. Again, a cultural reference Nick has no. Yeah, I'm like, I have no <laughs> cultural references, including. So, yeah, we're watching Matilda, which I've never seen. And oh, I have no cultural reference to Madeline. Or The only thing I've known so far that we've been talking about here is It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That's my <laughs> only reference flying hot into this thing. I'm kind of bummed. I thought I had more internet pull than I do because uh, I tried to influence the vote on this one. And yep. man, we did. And for those who don't know, we do a Twitter poll every time we're going to watch a movie so that Not you guys every choose. time well, we have been now. But it's we've got plans thing. coming up in the future where Way we're to not put using me it. on blast. Boom. Well. Oh my God. Uh, the poll had the movie Blank Check in it, which Brett really wanted to watch. Yeah. Blank uh, Check, a movie with 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. 11%. That's low enough to be a really great movie. No, no, it's not. Are you sure you're not confusing Blank Check with Richie Rich? Because Richie oh. Rich is a better film. Mm-hmm. Nope. Definitely thinking of Blank Check. I don't know that you've seen either of those movies. You haven't? (laughs) I don't think either of us has seen either of those movies. I've seen both movies. You have? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Richie Rich is a bad, bad movie. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, having seen neither of them, I would guess that Blank Check is a better movie. I'm not saying that Richie Rich is a good movie. I'm just saying it's a better movie. And if you look at the Rotten Tomatoes score... It's about twice as high. It's like a 24%. See, that's high enough to be a legitimately bad movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, this, I, I, I feel like we as a show should acknowledge something very important right now, which is kind of an influence to our DNA. The, the new Mystery Science Theater is back on the webs. Mm-hmm. I love it. And, it's, and that's something I was kind of bracing myself. I was really excited about it. I wanted it to happen. I kind of assumed it wouldn't be as good. It's actually better, I think. It's so good. Than any old mystery science theater. 
That's awesome. I love the jokes. Yeah, it feels like it's it's much more dense in the riffs, like more jokes per minute and really, really good on-point stuff. And this is going to sound completely bonkers, but I think the movies they're watching are better movies. <laughs> and And I don't think that's the goal. Like, clearly, they're supposed to be bad movies. Not that I would really want to watch any of these movies, but, like, they're not painful to watch movies. Maybe it's because they've already done all the, like, really bad ones. And they yeah, were, like, at the bottom movie. of the barrel of bad movies. Like, they've got a Mia Farrow, Rock Hudson movie in there. Hmm. Like, these are well-known actors of their time. It's not a great movie, but it's better. Reptilicus was pretty bad. Yeah. That's the first one, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I found that painful to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Which they're kind of supposed to be. This is painful. I was watching a little bit of Giant Gila Monster, the old, old one. And it's like, same sort of thing as Reptilicus. And it's like, I'd rather watch Reptilicus. (laughs) (laughs) The studio I work for did the miniatures. Yeah. Stupid buddy. Oh. Yeah, I don't know how far you guys have gotten, but I saw some of their animations on some fun stuff. I I haven't watched. Sam hasn't seen any of it. I haven't. I'm a Uh. noob to... Mystery well, you haven't Science seen Theater. any Mystery Science Theater? Correct. Oh, wow. Oh. We'll go watch Monos, The Hands of Fate, right now. <laughs> Santa Claus versus the Martians. Yeah. Gamera. And watch the actual movie, Mystery Science Theater, the movie, which okay. is hard to find unless they put it on Netflix. Netflix is weird. They don't even have full seasons. They've got like, it looks like a random box set of stuff. Weird. Yeah. Hmm. So the movies on the poll were ultimately Matilda, mm-hmm. Dragonheart, mm-hmm. Uh, Election, Election, and Blank Check, and Blank Check. I was expecting like Dragonheart or Election to win, and I Dude. was really surprised. I would have Dragonheart. by far preferred Dragonheart. Yeah, I but I'm not we surprised it lost. I I tried to sway. I'll I will admit I tried to sway the poll. And your influence was a lot greater than mine because mine was like nothing. But I was like, (laughs) hey, guys, vote for Dragonheart because I've never seen it and I want to see it. it I think we could just legitimately choose Dragonheart on our own. It would be nice. I've never seen it. So I think we should. And they're they're coming out with another one soonish. Oh, apparently they never stop making Dragonhearts. Yeah, they're like low budge direct to video. Oh, no. Yeah, like Starship Troopers. There's yeah. like four of those now. Does Sean Connery do the voice every time? No. <laughs> no he does Wait, not. I thought it was Patrick Stewart. Oh. Nah, Sean Connery. Oh. Damn it. Well, well I, I would believe either. Yeah. <laughs> but what ultimately won was Matilda. Do we know the margin on that? 10% of 40 votes, four people. <laughs> so Matilda won at 34%. Blank check was 27%. As like less So not even 10%. Seven percent. So this was made in 1996, and I've never seen this movie. Um, And it's kind of in my mind, it's from this pantheon of Mara Wilson movies. You know, for a while it was she was the cute kid (laughs) in all the movies, Miracle on 34th Street and Mrs. Doubtfire, and then there was Mm -hmm. this. And so I've never seen this. And I kind of wish you had positioned this in a different way and said, there's a movie based on a Roald Dahl book directed by Danny DeVito. And that I am fucking on board with. 
Yeah, he directed this. I'm you guys so didn't excited. know he directed this? I didn't know he directed this. Oh, fuck yeah. I had actually forgotten how many movies he directed. Like, there was a clip there in the late 90s where he did a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. So you have your category for this. Uh, is this a Nick movie? What? Like a Nickelodeon movie? Oh. oh. I thought well, you were like, blaming what? it on me. <laughs> it feels like it. I don't think so. Because that's I where I put it. It's like... Good Burger and uh, oh. uh, what was that? De- Harriet, Harriet the, the Spy. Spy. This is yes. like in that no. category for me. I don't see DeVito directing a movie like that. Dude, Good Burger should be in the running for this weekend. <laughs> I have I never seen it. I know that I like a Good Burger. So well, the first time you said Matilda, Nick, uh, I, I, I've been hearing people say things they haven't been saying. And I thought you said McHilda, which... <laughs> which <laughs> Was gonna like be a Scottish witch, like a Brunhilda MacGyver. Well, that's not what I said. Accurate, MacHilda. <laughs> yeah, and that's like I. That could be this movie for all I know. And it's weird thinking of the the Roald Doll stories that we know. You know, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, James and the Giant Peach, like always seem like fantastic worlds. And the little bit that I know of this movie, it always just kind of seemed like a story about a little kid. So I'm hoping it has more fantastic stuff that I know from Roald Dahl. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. I'm cool. so excited for you. So it says it's a Sony Pictures movie, and or the studio is Sony Pictures. It's a TriStar Pictures movie. So oh, okay. I don't think it was Nickelodeon, not, but not I Nickelodeon. totally feel like I remember uh, it being on the Nickelodeon TV station, you know, as a kid, for sure. This must have been like, because I think it was like in the time when Nickelodeon was releasing a bunch of stuff. And this must have been like other studios trying to jump on that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's that vintage, but it's not not one of theirs. It was, de- I think Harriet the Spy was the Nickelodeon one, oh, it, wasn't it? That one for sure was Nickelodeon. Yeah. So our stars here are Mara Wilson Danny DeVito and uh, Rhea Perlman, from from what I can tell from my research. And like we said, Mara Wilson was that cute kid and all of the movies of that time period. Um, and now she's kind of a kind of a podcasting regular. She's on uh, Night Vale, I think, fairly regularly. Oh, Welcome really? to Night Vale. Yeah, and she's awesome. a writer comedian of of some sort. I don't really follow what she does i've just heard her on some podcasts then we all i think know and love danny devito yes when i think of danny devito i feel like he's kind of bookended by two awesome tv shows like he he was in one flew over the cuckoo's nest first but then there was taxi in 1978 and now there's it's always sunny in philadelphia yeah and in between those two awesome tv shows was this weird and fantastic movie career yeah i guess so what what would you guys say is like your favorite devito movie because hmm. there's so many like i just wouldn't even want to try and list them i would have to look it up yeah start yeah. listing some of them because i could only think of a couple and i, I know would, there's more then while y'all are thinking i'll come out of the gate and say that batman returns always kind of resonates with me oh yeah. yeah it was like a better movie than i think people most people usually remember and he did this performance that was a combination of just like goofy weird awkward but still kind of brilliant and emotional and grounded 
it's just nobody could have played the penguin other than Danny DeVito in nineteen ninety whatever. See, I very much wanted to put that movie on the podcast because it's We could do it. It's because it fits it fits so well. Cause the first one, everyone but me agrees is great. And yeah. then the last one, everyone agrees is either bad or ridiculously bad, so it's good. What would you say is the last one? Mr. Freeze. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh God, that's right. Twins. He was in Twins. Because there's there's so many vintages of Batman. It's hard to say where you end that. Yeah, it's. I think it was those the three like Jack Nicholson Batman, uh, Dan DeVito Batman, and uh, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger Batman. None of none of whom played Batman. <laughs> there were there were four movies there in that chunk. Two directed by Tim Burton. Two directed by Joel Schumacher. Which one am I missing? The Jim Carrey, Tommy Lee Jones, Riddler, Harvey oh, Two Face. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was I the other Schumacher. I just thought those were the. I thought this was the same movie as that. Yeah, one had Schwarzenegger and um, why am I forgetting her name as Poison Ivy? Thur- Thurman. Uma Thurman. Yeah. I know my answer. Okay. It's Death to Smoochie for sure. That's Death to Smoochie. Very interesting. I love that movie. I forgot he was in it. In fact, I was flipping through here and I was surprised. <gasps> like, I forgot he's in Austin Powers. He Gold directed member. Death to Smoochie. Did Wait, he really? He was in Men yeah. in Black. Yeah, was there's it? like all these movies I don't remember what? that he was in. He and was in- what I think is really gonzo is this movie, Matilda. The movie before it that DeVito directed was Hoffa. You're right. The he movie did after it. it is Death to Smoochie. Oh, man. That's a weird selection of movies we really should watch death of smooshy because i fucking love that movie and i remember everybody loving it and when i saw it i was kind of bummed because it did not work for me at all oh man i love it so mine is big fish totally i I don't even remember what he did in big fish i think he's like a werewolf (laughs) you can't was he like a carnival performer (laughs) yeah he's a circus performer that like turns into a wolf or a dog or something at night it's huh. been a long time since I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see that one again, too. There's also, so his face was all over town for a little while because uh, he was also doing like a Broadway show. Hmm. Like, yeah, this know. guy does t- a lot of stuff. Yeah. So, what's your favorite Danny DeVito movie? <sighs> Man, I, well, I was going to just go with the Batman, but. Uh, I, I saw on this list that he was in uh, a Space Jam as a voice, so Space Jam. <laughs> when I went to see Puppet Up, the uh, the Jim Henson puppet improv show, somebody kept throwing out Space Jam. Whenever they asked for a suggestion, this woman kept yelling Space Jam. It's ridiculous and annoying. It's like not a Is theme. she uh, Griffin McElroy? Oh, yeah, that dude loves Space Jam. <laughs> I would have said, honestly, I would have said Matilda is my favorite movie with him in it uh, if I hadn't forgotten that he was in Death to Smoochie. Once I saw that, I was like, well, I love Death to Smoochie. But I do, like, out of his films, this is probably the most memorable performance of his I I do remember. Interesting. I would say. Hmm. Uh, I don't think I've seen, like, a lot of... Because, you know, like, in those other movies, he's not really, like, the main character as much as he i mean he's not the main character but he plays a much bigger role in this film than he does in other films yeah i'm thinking where he's the lead there's stuff like twins and throw mama from the train Mm -hmm. but he's usually not the lead yeah so yeah our other star is rhea perlman um which is no surprise uh i don't think they're still married but no they're not 
so Danny and Rhea were married at the time. I think she's fantastic. Oh, yeah. I just, she hasn't been in much that I recognize. Like, she's one of the best parts of Cheers, but I can't really think of anything else she's been in. And I look through her IMDb list, and there's a lot of stuff, but nothing really hmm. that I click with. But I just remember her being great. So, yeah, that's that's what we're up against here. <clears throat> uh, I've never seen it. Ash, you've seen it. Mm-hmm. What what about the rest of yous? Yeah, I've I've seen this movie. Um, I only remember one part of it, uh, but it's enough of a memory to make me think that this whole movie is going to be, uh, I'm not going to say really good, but probably pretty enjoyable. Okay. It's like a very, I mean, it's, 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 it's got that Danny DeVito dark humor, both in the actual stuff that happens and in the way it's filmed. So, okay. Yeah. Does it I'm feel like rolled doll? I would yeah. say, yeah. Okay. What What um, do you think, I, Sam? I really liked this movie growing up and all through college. I own it on DVD, but I have not seen it in close to 10-ish years. So I remember a lot about it. There is a lot of Roald Dahl weirdness, but okay. it's really charming from what I remember. That I can get on board with. So yeah, I just I'm kind of empty slate here. When I first heard this is a movie we're doing, I wasn't so excited. But then when I saw DeVito and Roald Dahl, I got more optimistic. So that's kind of where I'm coming I'm from. I'm actually surprised that you haven't seen it. Eh, it falls in that area when you were too old to have watched it as a kid. I think I was maybe slightly too old. But you're also but a boy, so that kind of pushes the scale a little bit differently. Like, And I don't think I've seen Miracle on 34th Street either. Yeah. These just weren't really my movies. So I what do you think? it was like a pretty big movie when it came out, though, wasn't it? Which one? Matilda? I think so, yeah. 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 It wasn't, like, I don't feel like it was marketed as, like, a kid's film. It was, like, marketed oh. as, like, a everybody's film sort huh. of thing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but, yeah, I remember absolutely loving this movie when I was a kid. Uh, I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but... Um, I can remember scenes clearly. Like, I don't want to say anything, give it away since you haven't seen it. But um, I watched the trailer just to like refresh my memory. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this. And I remember that. And uh, I remember loving a lot about this film. And like what you said, Brett, too, like the way it's done is very quirky as well. You know, it's not just. Like it's a quirky story, but it's also like the uh, the filmmaking is quirky and mm-hmm. and very unique. Yeah. I'm surprised that you know Devito hasn't directed more films because like I love this one and I love his style in Death to Smoochie. Well, he's done uh, not a ton, but he's done a good amount. Um, okay. Throw Mama from the Train, them. War the War of the Roses, Hoffa. Mm. So he's got you know he just hasn't done anything in the past ten years or so. Mm. Not nothing big. Right. He's done small stuff. Yeah. All right. So that's uh kind of where we are. I'm I'm optimistic. I think it could be fun. So let's check out uh Matilda. Do we know is it on Netflix? Um it doesn't appear to I don't think it's on Netflix. I okay. think I just found it on um iTunes. On your standard rental outlets. Yeah. So you might want to pause the podcast, watch Matilda, and join us when you're done. Bum, 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 
reach out my hand. So myself. On my way. On my way. I will tell you to run. Wait, is that part of the lyrics? Kind of. That was fantastic. I don't know. So that was uh, Amelie Babies. Uh, what, what did you guys think of Amelie Babies? Oh, yeah. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Huh. I could see that. Yeah. Because she kind of looks like Amelie. And she has this moment where she realizes she can punish bad people and make things good for good people. Yeah. So this movie, it feels like it was previously a different movie in which they added a child uh, to all of the horror scenes that they filmed <laughs> uh, oh, so <laughs> to make it look like the, the kid was in charge of making all of these scary, horrifying things. Oh, happen. yeah. Like it could have been a so, scary movie. So they shot Magnus and decided, well, we can't sell Magnus. Yeah. Let's turn it into Matilda. <laughs> Totally. Okay. Yeah, this is like freaking omen. <laughs> and like the doll is like coming out of the window and like yeah. shaking in the tree branches. Doll watch. It's great. Although it like this is a movie about a, a, a child raised in in the house of evil who uh, gains the powers of the devil to do her bidding. Yeah, and she like feeds off of the negativity in order to use her powers. Feed me. Yeah, totally. <laughs> they really did bring that whole telekinesis thing in really late. Yeah, I kept waiting for it and waiting for it. And then I was like, okay, they're building up for it. No, still waiting. It was an hour deep into the movie before that was ever a thing. Yeah, it was kind of long. That's a weird time to bring in kind of the point of the movie. Seriously, eh, I don't know. Like thematically, the point is that she doesn't get along with her family, and that she doesn't fit in, and she's smarter and better than them, and they're way different than her. Right, and that would have been a good movie, and that was kind of what I thought the point of the movie was. And the movie could have completely finished out having never introduced telekinesis, right? Mm -hmm. I so, thought that's what yeah, they were doing, yeah. and then suddenly it's like, oh, this movie's about something different. You guys just kind of got bored and changed your mind about what this movie's about. Because well, this woman was trying to kill the children. <laughs> and failing miserably. Like, she did some <laughs> scary things, and every time, like, that cat landed fine. Yeah. I, you thought, know? I thought that was funny. She's like, oh, he's fine. And I was like, how do you know? <laughs> yeah, like, Internal bleeding. <laughs> they, kind of, they kind of foreshadow it, though, where, you know, they're like, they say that we only use so much of our brain, which is not true, by the way. Oh, yeah, that old thing. But but, but I said that same thing, and then Brett's rebuttal was pretty great. She, she's like, that's not true. And I was like, but it is said. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's true if you say, they say that people only use. Yeah. It's said a lot. I was thinking about that the other day. You know, they say that the Eskimos have 50 words for snow. It's like, well, I, I don't know if that's true. I'd be interested. Do the Eskimos say that? Like, <laughs> the Inuits might have five words for snow, and then they like people exaggerated it over time, and people assume it. Well, we we probably have five yeah, words for yeah. snow, and we've got a lot of words for rain. Yeah, yeah. I I kept ex I I kept expecting there to be a bit more of an extravagant ending 
because I couldn't remember the ending. And the, the shotgun that adoption that I, yeah, I well, I just like she basically did the same thing that she did to her in her house, which was just like freak her out and think that Magnus, you know, yeah. was coming to get her, and it just didn't feel like like a climax for me. It just you know felt like kind of a repeat of the scene that we had just seen. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's that all the other kids joined in. Yeah, I mean, there's that. Mm. I just, I thought like I... the rem- whole school got revenge. <clears throat> yeah, I just thought I remembered, like, a grander, more extravagant ending, but I guess not. You had a smaller brain at the time. <laughs> I did, yeah, I guess that was really awesome. <laughs> you were only using 5% of your brain at that time. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I, I definitely remember the ending feeling a little pigeonholed, mm-hmm. like a little weird. But mm. I was kind of surprised with the beginning and like how right off the bat it's incredibly charming. Yeah, yeah, I expected a little, a little of that in the end, but it didn't really, didn't really deliver that. I like to think that the uh, the producers of the hit show Million Dollar Sticky later went on to produce the hit show Ow My Balls. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> What's that guy's name? I can never remember his John name. John Lovitz? Oh, yeah, John Lovitz. John, John Lovitz, yeah. yeah. I, he has the worst voice in the world. <laughs> the worst Clearly, one. you are not familiar with Gilbert Gottfried. Wait, oh. you have a problem with but, with John Lovett's voice, but you wanted to watch Brave Little Toaster? You know he's in that, right? Is he really? Yeah. But, I didn't yeah, know that. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be loved. Is that so wrong? Actually, Gilbert Godfrey most definitely has the worst voice in the world. And it's like, you think it's going to be really funny because he was the bird in Aladdin. And you're like, oh, this is oh, going to yeah. be great. And then you go to listen to his podcast and you're like, what were, what was I thinking? So is it worse than the we suck? Uh, oh, no. Take it back. I don't know. One I, of them's just he has annoying. A podcast. And one of them's like going to give you a headache for sure. Yes, he has a podcast. Mm. I thought it would be fun to listen to once, and I got like ten minutes in, and I was like, "I have a headache." So he does that same. Here's here's that's his voice, game. Nick. He's not putting on a well, voice. He doesn't have to yell all the time. I I think that's just his voice. Okay. Listen to the podcast. Sh- he has like one level, and it's screaming <laughs> all the time. You got to put some headphones on, and then we'll play. A, a clip of the Gilbert Godfrey podcast and then that scene from Dumb and Dumber of the most annoying sound in the world and you have to try and tell which one is which. I <laughs> I can tell which is which. They're this both is pretty funny rough. Because you the screen froze and you both ha- just had your mouths like wide open. Uh, <laughs> it's just like uh, speaking this of another annoying great. voice, fucking Pee Wee Herman was in this movie. What? He's really good. Yeah. I dig yeah. that guy, Paul Rubens. And not, didn't use an annoying voice at all, and we were shocked. Well, we saw him in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He wasn't doing a crazy voice. Oh, yeah. That's true. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. I guess, yeah, like, that is such a dominant thing that you know him for, that, like, it's easy to forget that he can be normal. <laughs> <laughs> you mean that he's an actor? <laughs> yeah. Well, you apparently... That- can't remember. Well, I guess, I guess you're saying Gilbert Godfrey's an actor, huh? 
And that he's acting that voice. Is that I don't what know, you're I'm, saying? Look, look at Bobcat Goldthwait, he's, who did a voice for a long time and then stopped doing the voice. Oh. Like, it seems like that's not how Gilbert Gottfried talks to his family. <laughs> Where's the peanut butter? <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. Yeah, seems unlikely. <laughs> so you're just throwing shade on Gilbert Gottfried. Welcome to Godfrey Talk. Dude, is he, if he is one of our loyal listeners. I just love their podcast. Apologies. <laughs> it's a great little I show. I would gladly, I would gladly accept the one star review from Gilbert yeah. Godfrey. <laughs> but I was very happy to see Webigail from, Tug, from DuckTales in this movie. What? That little girl yeah, little what? girl with the pigtails oh, was like yeah. a clone of Webigail from DuckTales. That's true. You remember a lot about <laughs> Yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> DuckTales, I mean, the movie wasn't good, but DuckTales in general is good. Oh. I don't know if it's much of a conversation point, but like, again, with every kid's movie having like a fat kid joke mm-hmm. eat, about eating too yeah. much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this it's one was law. kind of more empowering for him, right? Sure. But was it? Like he I wasn't. Guess it was empowering for the character, but it was still a fat kid so, eats a whole cake thing. But yeah, it wasn't but really. I a feel joke. like the joke. Yeah, it would have landed if he was a skinny kid or fat. Like no matter what kid was playing that role, the joke would have landed. So I feel like it's a little less mean hearted. Yeah. Well, it was. It was almost like a, a, a not a not a fat kid joke, except that they flipped it and made it empowering. And then it was, uh, this fat kid can eat a whole cake. Let's cheer him on. No, I totally agree with Sam. It was almost like a horror movie. It didn't really have to do with him being fat though. Yeah, kind of did. kid couldn't have eaten a whole cake. (laughs) I I definitely was anticipating it to turn into a complete and total (laughs) barfo-rama. Like it could easily have been intercut with that scene from Stand By Me. Yeah. That that was the scene. The cake scene is the one that I sticks out in my memory from this movie. That's the one but I su- totally remember. Totally. It's surprisingly not the goofiest scene. Like I told you there was a lot of goofy roll dullness and there was way more than I thought I remembered there being, which I quite liked. But it still felt much more grounded than I expected compared to like James and the Giant Peach oh. or Willy Wonka. Yeah. I, I feel like Willy Wonka's more grounded than this one. Really? Hmm. I got to side with Nick. I don't know. I feel I like. I guess she does blow up into like a berry and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, Willy Wonka feels Fair. like, even though it is based in the reality of like, this is a chocolate factory, it feels like they're in like another world, you know? Yeah. It's that's, much yeah, closer to Alice in Wonderland than this. Yeah. As opposed to this, yeah. just felt like. Everyday world, she just happens to be able to move stuff sometimes. This definitely yeah, ended guess, up yeah. it ended up being the movie I expected before I knew about Roald Dahl. I think that um what I like when I think of Charlie and the Chocolate Chocolate Factory, all the real parts are really real and realistic and grounded. And then Matilda, like even the stuff that's supposed to be real is kind of exaggerated. Mm. So yeah. I just had this vision that all of Sam's grandparents sleep in the same bed. (laughs) All of what? He does have you there. All of your grandparents sleep in the same bed. Because that's that's like the real grounded parts of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. You ever seen Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? (laughs) It's been a really long time. Maybe you should watch it again because it's very serendipitous. I wanted to make the, the point 
the counterpoint to Sam's thing. I, I, I think that this movie was pretty grounded because uh, th- the first half before all the psychic craziness happened uh, was pretty much uh, a biography of my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh that was your dad? No. So, so when I was when I was young, uh, I had I was left in the car. <laughs> my mom was a bingo holic. Oh God! Uh, my dad, uh, my well, okay, it wasn't my dad. It was all my mom. But uh, <laughs> instead of instead of the used cars, she was a telemarketer and then a timeshare salesman. <laughs> yes. You then became so the timeshare is- salesman. Can you move I, stuff well, with your mind? Kind of. That that's inter- <laughs> no, that's the only part. That's interesting that you'd say that because I found a lot of similarities to my childhood too and not the the parent part but the school part uh, because I actually I went to this um, daycare that was on campus at my first elementary school and the lady who ran the daycare straight up looks like the principal in this movie. And uh-huh. and was just as horrible as her, short of actually like doing physical harm to children. Hammer throw. But she would like yell and scream at us, and she would make us. Um, she would make me and my friend because we were the two fat kids. She'd make us run laps because we were fat, and like tell us to run extra laps more than and like laps around the entire city block so like not just like around the yard of the school like unsupervised running around the entire city block she like took us to a pool once and I said I didn't know how to swim and she threw me in the deep end of the water yeah she was a horrible person and just like the kids in the movie that say like what are you gonna do tell your parents they won't believe you I did the same thing and all the kids did the same thing. We'd all tell our parents and they'd never believe us until one day, this one girl who was my friend, my fat friend, <laughs> uh, the teacher would take us or not teacher, but daycare lady would take us on field trips that, by the way, she wouldn't get permission from parents. She would just take us. And she had us walk on the train tracks on a train bridge because it was faster. And my friend broke her ankle falling through the train track bridge and then she was yes and then she was shut down wow like the imola street train track bridge yes yes that exact bridge (laughs) that's not a walking place no did you listen to the rails to see if there's a train coming (laughs) i actually wasn't there when she broke her ankle but it was the same thing for the longest time i'd tell my parents and they wouldn't believe me and then finally like uh, I kept telling them and telling them and telling them. Eventually, they like caught on and got really suspicious and started to figure out that like this horrible woman was running this daycare there and she shouldn't have been. I don't believe you. Okay, wow. thanks. Well, well, high f- high five for being uh, another person who learned to swim uh, by being thrown into the pool until you stopped drowning. Oh, I did not learn <laughs> at that okay. moment. Oh. Anyway, I was in a coma for three weeks. <laughs> yeah. I was traumatized. But yeah, so this movie's super realistic anyway. Mm. Yeah. I like that Rhea Perlman in this movie is Audrey from Little Shop of Horrors plus 15 years. Oh my <laughs> God, you're so right. right? 
She is. Once she's like gotten bored with it and she's like, yeah. need someone to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys notice that the house, the interior kind of looked like the Jumanji house? I don't think it kind of looked like. I think it legitimately, it legitimately was the was? same house. Oh. Right. The I inside? Mean, I don't know if it's a set they built or they got that location, but it looked, it looked I think, just exactly like the, the same. It also had the slave staircase. Yeah. Uh, which uh, is weird. It, both that it it's there and grandma uh, Sam's grandma's house has the uh, the slave stairs too, and both of them were just filled with junk. Is that what people do with the second staircase? Is just fill it with junk? I don't know. I was I was like, we were watching it, and I was like, is this just her staircase where she keeps her pots and pans? Why? Because yeah, it was all pots and pans. I mean, why do you need two staircases? It's old. It represents something kind of shitty. Like just put, you know, do what we do best in America. Put your junk in it and close the door and try to forget about it. It connects your room. To the kitchen. Is that not what everyone wants? Yeah, that does sound pretty awesome. Uh, well, you pretty much are describing our house, except we don't <laughs> yeah, like have every, stairs. <laughs> every house we've ever had. I'm looking to see if there's any if trivia was, that says it was the same house. I really enjoyed the um, the like sweeping camera moves in this film that really mm-hmm. like accentuated. Um, I know it's a little cartoony, but I think it accentuates the the perspective of a child. And uh, there's a lot of really good like jib arm shots where we're like starting really low and sweeping up really high or um, the shot that they did over and over again. Uh, The shot that they kept doing a lot was um, these like pan, like extreme push-ins, not pans, but extreme push-ins where the camera is obvious. I mean, it's dollying in because it's such a crazy push-in, but it like starts wide and we go into like a close-up. There was a lot of those. You know, like especially when the principal was like upstairs looking for them um, and she'd like sniff them, smell them or something like a fucking. Yeah, that was creepy. Yeah. There was a scene where she like had her Uh, face pushed against the the glass and like she breathed on it. And Bryce was sitting next to me and he was like, was that an homage to Jurassic Park? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that looks so familiar. (laughs) It's like the so same those, shot. Those shots are that's what I was talking about in the in the uh first half is like that's what Danny DeVito does with the camera. It's like he likes mm-hmm. doing crazy shots and like really intense like close up face perspective and uh Yeah. If you like you think about uh, there's a couple of shots I can think of from like uh uh Death the Smoochie that were like that. Mm. Uh and yeah, and, and there's I like think a lot that's just of just his style. Yeah, there's a lot of like wide angle uh, close-ups, which is yeah. um, you know gives it that sort of whimsical feeling. Which makes me really want to see Hoffa. I've never seen that. I've never even heard of it until you mentioned it today. So I'd be interested to see how he, if he does that sort of camera work in a serious movie. I mean, I is doubt this, it. What's uh, what's that movie? I don't, I've never heard of that one. Uh, it's just a story about Jimmy Hoffa. Oh, okay, cool. I didn't know uh, that was like, who that. He, he's famously uh, in an oil drum. What? He was like a Yo. mobster sort of guy, and he's famous because he just disappeared one day, and nobody knows what happened to him. But obviously, the mob had him disposed of. 
Oh. But clearly there must be more to the story because they made a whole movie about him. You said mobs, mo- mobster. I heard monster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> monsters took care of him. I was like, no, it's, really? It was the monsters. Uh, yeah. Uh, Space and Jam. Gotcha. Brett said oil drum. And I was like, is he like uh, an escape artist or something? <laughs> <laughs> I know. At Donkey first Kong I thought was it was like, oil drum. <laughs> like Niagara Falls. Like he's yeah. like in a barrel. <laughs> Totally. <laughs> We're clearly no, it, up on well, our Jimmy Hoffa information. <laughs> more more breaking bad than that. Oh god. So yeah, it does make me curious to see more DeVito movies. Um I really want to see Throw Mama from the Train. Cause I remember that being really good but really weird. And so, that one was on TV a lot. Yeah. I've never heard of it. I, yeah, I've never heard of this one either. Oh, it's so good. It's Billy Crystal and Danny DeVito. And Bill, I can't remember. Billy Crystal has a problem with somebody, but DeVito has a problem with his mom. So DeVito's like, I'll, it's like, I'll kill your wife if you kill my mom. What? And Billy Crystal's like, no, we're not making that deal. <laughs> but DeVito <laughs> follows through with it anyway. Oh, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, I, I remember it being really fun. <laughs> like a super fucked up strangers on a train. Did he direct yeah. that as well? Or? Yeah. Oh. Uh, I feel like Danny DeVito just likes making movies where everyone sucks. <laughs> well, it is interesting that he always makes movies with himself. Like yeah. he's always in the movie. Oh, that was one thing I wanted to comment on on this movie was Yes, it, I'm wondering if you're going to say the same thing I'm thinking. It bothers me that he's the narrator. Yes. It, <laughs> yeah. Yes. I I remember that as a kid and I was like why is the villain telling us the story? Right. Yeah. And he's clearly not. Like, like clearly the narrator and her dad are two different people. Right. But, yeah. like, he made the creative decision to do the voiceover for some reason. I don't know if he was trying to shoehorn himself in the movie more. I wonder but... if it was a uh, you fall in love with the temp music situation. Yeah. Maybe. I want to believe that it's... It actually is the father character later retelling the story for profit. Oh, I thought you say something nice. No, I think... I know, you came so close. Retelling the story after he had a change of heart and decided to sell it for profit. No, no, he's... It, it's him. It's the same character years later telling the story to Dennis and Sweet D. <laughs> oh. Yes. Let me tell you about your worthless sister. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like like Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't I can't switch. Can't get out of it now. You it's could... me, Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that that kind of breaks it a little bit for me. Also, yeah. like I just I remember this movie being so much more like fantastical. And I just can't get over how for lack of a better word, like average it was. Mm. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It felt it ended up being the movie I expected. Yeah. Before well, Roald Dahl was part of the equation. The thing is, is like, yeah, as a kid, I I feel like I remember Matilda's superpowers being the fantastic part, but this movie was mostly just fantastic in its villainy. Yeah. Yeah. Like her, Matilda was not like she could have just not been in the movie. It would have been a, it would have been a, a, as good a movie as it was. Yeah. Like 
<laughs> it was all about Danny DeVito and their shit family and yeah. the terrible principal. And that mom character was just hilarious and like incredibly fun to watch and like it, it was really an was. entire movie about Harry Potter's oh my adopted god parents, yes right the Dursleys they're, it was the a, American Dursleys there's adopted parents right they're not his real parents right yeah oh right and they did of course his real parents are dead yeah dead Harry they did a, a Neo stops the bullet three year or two years before the Matrix came out. Oh Wait, yeah, Brett was. When was that? Oh like the yeah, carrot. Like carrot the carrot in the mouth shot. The fucking Wachowski <laughs> stole that from Matilda. Well, as we know now, they steal a lot of stuff. Wow. No, we, we no. do need to do watch the Matrix now. Okay, I think we're about to untap some anger here. I didn't realize. Oh, yeah, like, I'm not in on this one. Oh, the um, I'm trying to remember. I th- I think it was. Oh, that there's some movie that as that they completely stole when the oh, thirteenth floor. It's ideas. just like the concept. No, 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 no. I'm not even talking about that. I know that 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 has the same concept. No, there was a woman that sued them and won because oh, she shit, wrote what? the. Yeah, she wrote. You can look it up. I can't remember the. I don't. I don't want to say that it was the Matrix, but maybe it was. But there was some film that like this lady full on like wrote the um screenplay for it and then they picked it up and just like rewrote it kind of and made the film and didn't pay her or give her any credit but it was totally Holy her movie sh- that's yeah. crazy because those lawsuits are so hard to win yeah it took her like years years and years it was and a years. matrix huh wow well, yeah are so. you finding information on it brett yeah it sh- they just stole the matrix apparently yep Weird. yeah and it was like the film that made them, you know, but apparently, you know, they just stole. And I, I guess it's from what I read, like it's debatable that necessarily that they as individuals stole it. And maybe it was more like the studio stole it. But like, you know, they're credited with this movie that isn't really their intellectual was a, property. There's a similar story about gravity, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Ugh. We're really coming at this with like hearsay and I know shaky well, okay, anecdotes. So I I don't want to read too much of of this article, but it even though it says she won the thing, it sounds so weird and flimsy uh, because she alleges that the idea of the of both the Matrix and the Terminator were stolen from her own uh, single screenplay. Huh. So okay. one screenplay had. All of the Matrix and the Terminator in it. Yeah. Hmm. So, but but that she sounds was like able something to prove that it. Stephen Moffat would write. So, so <laughs> those cases are incredibly hard to prove because because of coincidence. So there probably was pretty strong evidence that they literally had her screenplays in hand. That is what happened. Okay. No, yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. Uh, she like so. submitted it to the same studio and Warner they Brothers. turned her, the Warner Brothers turned her down. And then like several years later, they made the film and she was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I think that's yep. similar to the gravity story. Oh, interesting. But I I would assume that that sort of thing probably happens a lot. Yeah. Probably more than we know. Yeah. But I'm, you're you're right. He shouldn't have been the narrator. Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 it would have been better. Wouldn't it have been so much better if it was Miss Honey who was the narrator? Or Sam oh. Elliott. I mean, come on. Sam Elliott. The, the cowboy guy from Big Lebowski. Oh. Oh. He should just be the narrator in everything. Yeah, right? 
Or if Miss Honey had the psychic powers because her life was obviously way worse than Matilda's. Yeah, right? Yeah. And why is she like working? I don't know. That her whole character is like kind of flimsy in general. She's got like Stockholm syndrome for her aunt. She really does. I yeah. I would have liked to see more story about like these boat salesmen chasing Danny yeah. DeVito down. Yeah. No, I, I, you make a good point. Like Matilda asks Miss Honey, "Why don't you leave?" Yeah. The question should have been, "Why the hell are you here to begin with?" I know. Why have yeah. you not left? And it also didn't make much sense. Like she's like, "When I left the house, I had to leave my treasures." And it's like, why? Clearly, she doesn't want them. Why? <laughs> I don't understand why you couldn't take your things. I mean, it, we don't exactly know the circumstance in which she left. Well, all right, you guys might the, be trying a we, little too hard to apply logic to this. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> She's running from a murderer. Yeah. Somebody who has physically abused her in the past. Is she, Brett? <laughs> Is she? Because she's working with her every single day. <laughs> that doesn't sound like running to me. This is true. In fact, again, <laughs> I know I'm quoting Bryce again, who's not on the podcast anymore. But <laughs> Bryce was like, Matilda, a movie about child abuse. But it's kind of happy. <laughs> like <laughs> That's basically this film. Like every level of child abuse that you could think of. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, movie. I'll grant you that I only watched maybe one episode, but kind of seems like a series of unfortunate events. Yeah. Yeah. Another yeah. another thing about child abuse, yes. Yeah. Let's put a <laughs> let's put a smile on it. But they always start with like these children live in a really awesome home and have lots of money and have everything they need. But mm-hmm. their parents are kind of dicks. Yeah. Slash dead. <laughs> well, like that's th- that's what we get nowadays. It is uh uh what what were we talking S and P or whatever? Like you can't you can't have a movie where where there's real like child abuse going on anymore. Uh, but this is not this like is the like good old days in the time just before when it was okay. Yeah, yeah, but nobody got hurt. People tried to hurt the kids and failed. That's that's all that happened in this movie. It's like yeah. the principal tried to be really mean to one kid and actually just gave him a delicious cake. I mean, <laughs> they're just really bad at being mean. I, I would kind of like you to do the whole take cake test here. The cake I test? I think that's, the, yeah. Well, as now with a cake that big and try to eat it how all. How much cake can as, you eat oh. before it changes from delicious to nightmare? Yeah. Are, as are Brett has say about two slices. Well, <laughs> for the answer to that question, refer to the hit motion picture seven. <laughs> I've never seen it. Do I've you, seen seven, but I'm remember confused. remember one of the murders was they... He forced the guy to eat and eat until he just busted open. Oh, gluttony. Yeah. Yeah. But Ugh. as as you Watch remember, Brett, you pointed out that Nick could not possibly eat the whole cake because he is not a fat man. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Nick, you couldn't do it. You're saying that a, a fat kid could eat that entire cake? That's what Brett yes. said. A fat child yeah. could eat more cake than you, an adult man. All right, let's set up this challenge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I could eat more than a Who fat kid. Who has a fat cousin? No, no, take this back. <laughs> I just, I, I really just want to see you guys approach a parent to ask no. to use their fat kid for one of our videos. 
No, I see how that goes. You have no idea how often that thought goes through my mind where I'm like, who do I know with a baby I can use? God. (laughs) Oh, no. I have freaking (laughs) Rumpelstiltskin. I'll take your firstborn. (laughs) I have yet to actually like ask anybody, but I have a, a running list of people I know with babies in my head that I, I just know if you're a friend of mine and you have a baby, I might hold, ask hold you that baby close. for. I have a really funny sketch I want to do. <laughs> is this, is this a train spotting sketch? Is it just a sketch where people try to hand you a baby for five minutes? Because that would oh, be hilarious. I'd watch it. That would be so <laughs> funny. It is not, but college humor has done that. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's really great. <laughs> All right, so what did we think uh, of Matilda all in all? Um, I'll, I'll throw mine out there. It was it was okay. <laughs> it wasn't a good movie nor a bad movie. I think that it could be enjoyable for children, um, but it was very average and vanilla from, from where I sat. But it does make me curious to see more of DeVito's movies, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Totally. Need more of those DeVitts. What did you think, Sam? Did it work? Um, I actually like this a lot more than I remember. I don't know if it's just because wow. I remember it being less fun, but I was thought it was kind of really charming, and I really liked the storytelling, and I liked everything from the point of view of the kids, and it was silly and fun. One thing I do agree with is the ending is pretty crappy, but eh, I'll allow it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Ash, you were totally on board with this before we started. I was. Where Uh, do you lie now? I'm kind of lukewarm on it now. I remember really loving it as a kid. And I think think kids would still today really like this film because I think as a kid, you know, the, the movie speaks so much to what being a kid is like you know adults won't listen to you and doesn't doesn't every kid wish that they could like move stuff with their mind like a jedi and you know like doesn't every kid wish that they could like throw food at their teacher that they hate and there's a lot of stuff here that i think uh childhood wish fulfillment yeah i think kids would really like um i was I still like how, uh, I, I really like how it's shot. And I looked up the cinematographer, and it's actually the same cinematographer that shot Edward Scissorhands, mm. which was oh. interesting. Um, but I really like what he did and what Danny DeVito did. I think that's really charming. I just wish, I think nowadays, I guess my expectation is just a little bit higher for a little bit more fantasticalist. Maybe I wouldn't have had that expectation had you not brought up Charlie and the Chocolate Factory in it because I didn't mm-hmm. realize it was like the same author. Um, but I kind of... Damn it, Nick. <laughs> flame Nick. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was okay. I enjoyed it. I think it's really well done. And I enjoyed the perspective of the child. It's kind of like that 90s film thing where like the kid is actually way smarter than everyone else. And She's I like Good that. Will Hunting. <laughs> so, so Robin Williams or what? What's his name? Matt Damon. They stole the idea from this film. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There was something like they didn't steal it, but like William Goldman actually wrote it, 
Oh. And they took the credit. There was something like that. I've always wondered, because I was like, if they wrote a masterpiece like that, what the fuck are they doing nowadays with their life? Like, seriously? Batman. Come on. <laughs> Batman? Yeah, yeah, come on. Well, Ben Affleck <laughs> hey. directed an Oscar-winning film. Yeah, Ben That's Affleck true. is a really good director. But we're talking about writing. Fair enough. I mean, they're Yeah, has Matt yeah. Damon written anything since then? All right, Brett, what do you think? This this movie was uh, slightly worse than I w- was hoping it would be. What? Mostly, mostly because because well, I I thought I was gonna, really gonna like it, and I ended up on the slightly didn't like it side of that spectrum. Uh, and I think it was mostly because uh, Matilda Mar- Mara Wilson, right? Uh, right? Not a good actor in this. Not oh, a good actress. Yeah. She kind of did a really shitty job. They needed a better child actor. Wow, I thought she was good. <laughs> I actually kind that, that seems I like agree. extra rude when you call an eight-year-old a shitty actor. <laughs> <laughs> but we're so spoiled now. We have like so many amazing child actors. Her her acting got a lot better once she started being like the psychic kid. But the it was very kind of just I'm reading a line that's taped to Danny DeVito's chest in the first half of the movie. I thought she was so. good. What was weird anyway. is in the beginning they had that younger version of her. Oh. And yeah. I thought is that the same actor? Are they boyhooding this? <laughs> but then it actually was a different yeah. actor. But yeah, so you know, it was uh, it was all right. It's yeah, are you it's, sure you're not? This is definitely a kids movie. One? Are you thinking of the first actress? Maybe no, definitely. No, definitely the definitely the the, the main one. It was mm. just there was a point at which, like, noticeably, she got better in the movie, and there was a half of a movie where it was just wasn't good, but. Uh, other than that, yeah, it was definitely a kids movie. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get as much out of it as I thought I was going to. Fair enough. She's no Dakota Fanning. So that's it for this episode of Let's Rewatch. Yeah, if you like this show, uh, it's uh, part of the Last Dash TV network content. It's this podcast and a YouTube channel, uh, Last Dash TV on YouTube, where we have. <laughs> what do I usually say? We have <laughs> video game parodies and a cooking show and a drinking show and eventually more content. <laughs> Yay. Uh, yes, we have all that. And you can follow us on Twitter. We're at Laugh TV on Twitter. And then you can follow this podcast. We're at Let's Rewatch on Twitter. And um, follow us so that you can vote and choose which movie we watch sometimes as nick will keep me in check and follow me at brett eagles so you can know when i'm trying to rig the vote (laughs) (laughs) and follow me at ash's stash so you know when i can stop brett from rigging the vote and we can counteract (laughs) or you can campaign of your own and we're allowed to choose our own movies sometimes (laughs) sometimes Nick Nick has ultimate veto power is what he's saying. He does. He's the president of Nick the, ha- uh, Nick has DeVito. Oh. <laughs> oh. Can we call it that for now? <laughs> yes. And if you liked our podcast or hated it, please give us a review on iTunes, Google Play Music, or other things where we are. VR. VR? We are where we are. Podcasting in VR. Oh. <laughs> it's a virtual okay. reality podcast. We'll get right on it. <laughs>
And make sure your subscriptions are up to date and join us again in another two weeks for another episode of Let's Rewatch. Yeah, next time we're going to watch The Brain That Wouldn't Die. I got nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I just really want to watch The Man With Two Brains. It's so good. But he'd only use 5% of it. Well, 10%. (laughs) 